Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I'm not your host, Josh Lindsay of the Movie Proposal Podcast, but I am the first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Unfortunately, Josh, Lindsay, and Jason Rugg aren't here today. They're off with their families for the Thanksgiving holiday, which is a very fortunate thing for their families, and I'm very happy they can be together. This is our 2019 Thanksgiving podcast episode, and I'd like to take some time today to reflect back on our 2019 blessings. It's been an incredible year. When I think back to where I was last year in November, I am just blown away with everything that has taken place. Last Thanksgiving, I was in Normandy with my husband, Jeremy, for our anniversary. Tomorrow is our anniversary, November 27th. We have been married 26 years, and I give a huge shout out to that amazing man. I certainly wouldn't be here without him, and I'm so incredibly thankful that God gave us to one another, and I'm so thankful for his support of what I'm doing with this film. But one year ago, we were celebrating our 25th anniversary in Normandy, and shortly after that, we did a pickup shoot um, in Normandy, um, probably for about 10 days, I think. We were doing some pickup shots of interviews and different things to finish our film. We finished the script last year, the initial script. And then we took off for the Christmas holidays and began working again in January of this year. It took us to the end of January to translate all of our French interviews, 31 of them. And then in February, we began laying out the assembly edit of our film. After we had the assembly edit of the original script done, it didn't really reflect the story that I was imagining in my head. And so we sort of scrapped that script and started over. We began a new script in March of this year. And in about 10 weeks, I think, we had a brand new film that was miraculously ready to debut in Normandy around May 27th. That was nothing short of a miracle. So the biggest thing I'm thankful for, first of all, is finishing the film in time to screen in Normandy. We screened 11 times to, you know, wonderful accolades over there, and we were asked to screen at the embassy by the very end of our time there. So I was very thankful for the reception of the French people and the audiences there. I was thankful for the feedback, and we did come back from Normandy, made a lot of changes, cut out about 10 minutes of the film. Later, we cut out 10 minutes more. So I just was incredibly thankful for all of the people that came together to make it possible to screen the film in Normandy. All of the people at Reverse Negative, my editor, Bill Ebel, all of the volunteers that helped us with social media, and all of the people in France that helped us screen it. Utah Beach Museum, D-Day Experience, Airborne Museum, the Normandy Victory Museum. We had incredible support from everybody over there in France. So I'm incredibly grateful for those things. And along those lines, the volunteers that have sort of run the engine of the girl who wore freedom have made it all possible. I am not by any means the only person working on this film. I have a huge host of um, volunteers that give their time every day to work on our social media, our blog posts, our editing, our um, podcast, just other little videos and fundraising. It's just been incredible. So to all of my volunteers, I thank you. 
I'm incredibly thankful for our supporters as we've watched our support grow. We have found that we have supporters here in North America and in the United States and Canada. We have supporters in South America. We have supporters all over Europe and even in Australia. People follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. They read our blogs. Uh, They send us emails and messages all the time, and it encourages us and keeps us going. So I'm incredibly thankful for our supporters. Another thing I'm really thankful for this year are all of the stories that we keep hearing. You know, once we begin to show our film, we continue to get more stories. At the end of every film, veterans or other people come to me and always tell me stories of, you know, the veterans that were there and fought for the freedom of Normandy or survivors who were in France who remember their liberation. I'm just so incredibly thankful for all the stories that we keep collecting. And thankfully, we have a blog where we have been channeling those now until we can get a way to collect them in video. So that's been amazing. I'm also incredibly thankful for the screenings that we've been having. Um, When we got back from France, we started in Chicago with a screening in July. Then we went to Denver. Uh, We had two screenings in Colorado Springs. We had a screening in Clarksville, Tennessee, one in New York City, one at the Stony Brook School in Stony Brook, New York, my alma mater. We had one in Washington, D.C. We had two in Branson, Missouri, two in the Villages, one in St. Charles, and one in Phelan, California. That all began back in July, and I'm so incredibly thankful for all of the communities that came together to sponsor these screenings. We had people who were just supporters like Jake Schroeder of Denver Pal, Judith Nolan in Colorado Springs who worked in a retirement home there, Francis Manzito at Visit Clarksville, who helped us with our Clarksville, Tennessee screening, Nora Whalen and Anthology Film Archives in New York City, all of my alumni and teachers at the Stony Brook School, Nora Whalen in Washington, D.C., who put that screening together along with David Chapman, and oh, Tom Forrester and all of the IMAX people in Branson, they flew Flo and Danny in from France and had us for a whole week, took us to shows, introduced us to other veterans. And then the DAR, the Pug, um, Puggy chapter of the DAR brought us to the villages in Florida. And in St. Charles, the uh, History Museum of St. Charles and Pheasant Run Resort helped us with a screening there. And then Todd Anton at the Heritage School and the Kiwanis Club helped us come to Phelan, California and put on an incredible screening there. These people that have come around us and supported our film have just blown me away with their generosity in terms of setting up the screenings, helping us with the theater, providing anything we needed at any time, plus helping us raise an audience. And with the help of all of these people, just since August, we've raised $15,000 as people have donated $20 a ticket to come and see the film and then made extra donations on top of that. 
I I can't say enough about my gratitude towards all these people for giving us the opportunity to screen this film, test it with audiences, and raise donations. I'm particularly mindful of the amazing people in Feeling California. I actually just got back last night, so it's fresh on my mind. And this community really stands out to me. It's a tiny little community up in the high desert in California. They just are a very dear people because they are kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, there's not a lot there that shines a spotlight on this area. And they've all come together to make a really rich community here and educate the kids and support the veterans. And it really seems to hover around a a few people and a few things. The Kiwanis Club was a huge part of bringing the girl who wore freedom to Phelan. And the Kiwanis Club is a local organization that really focuses on the needs of the children in the community that they live in. And this particular Kiwanis Club, they then set up a key club in the high school. They set up a builder's club in the middle school. They work with the VFW, you know, as well. They raised the funds to bring the film there. And then they just supported me when I was there. Walt and Diana Ford put me up in their home, in their beautiful home, and were just so incredibly gracious. They hosted a potluck dinner with all the Kiwanis, so I got to know each one, learn about the organization, and learn what they do for the kids in the community to keep them educated about their freedom and their rights. And, you know, they've partnered with Todd Anton, who is a history middle school teacher at Heritage School, but truthfully, he is so much more than that. He has this incredible heart and passion for uh, for veterans, for history, and for kids. He's written books um, about baseball and the war. He's, you know, written books about football and the war. He's written just some incredible stories that he's collected over his years. Over the past 25 years, the Kiwanis Club in Phelan and the Heritage School have put together a veterans dinner to honor the veterans in the area, and they have the children serve these veterans. So I felt like when I was bringing the Girl Who Wore Freedom to Phelan, it was actually just I was preaching to the choir. They are already doing there what our film encourages others to do, creating a community that supports the kids and supports the veterans and educates about the price of freedom and how important it is to remember our past. And I was just so encouraged to see that. I would love to talk more about what they're doing there to really change the lives of these kids. I was just super encouraged and very thankful for the generosity of spirit that I found in Feeling California. Like I said, another thing I'm really thankful for are our donations. Since August, we've raised $15,000 in donations. Not only that, we've had people donate things to us that we could sell in order to make money, like Heidi Rodert. And she has donated uh, T-shirts to us so that we could sell. And Dick Winters sent us a 101st Airborne poster with all the signatures of Easy Company on it. Uh, Just people are so incredibly generous to help us. This money that we have in our account right now, this $15,000, will help us buy rights for the archival footage in our film. And it will help us do a little bit more editing and maybe even some color corrections or some sound work. So I'm excited about those things. I'm incredibly thankful for the French people. 
Flo and Danny came over to the United States for two weeks, they were blown away to watch the film in an American audience and see the reaction of the American people. There were just so many tears. I think the most exhausting thing for Danny and Flo were just how emotional the veterans were and the American people were by meeting them. It was very, very touching. And I just saw more of a French-American connection as Danny and Flo came here. Flo Plana is now here in the United States, and we're going to connect with him in the next couple of weeks, interview other veterans, maybe do another screening. But the French people just continue to teach me so much with how they treat veterans and how they remember their past and their history, and I'm incredibly grateful to them. And then last of all, I want to give thanks for our veterans. So many veterans have touched my heart over this last year, but one has a very, very special place, and that's Al Mampre. Al Mampre is an easy company medic. He's one of the band of brothers, and he just came on board when he saw our very first trailer last August. And he just talked with me all the time, came to parties at my house, encouraged me, got his daughter Virginia involved so that she's been helping us and gave us a wonderful interview. He has a very touching part in our film. And Al passed away this year right before he was supposed to be with us on D-Day in Normandy. So that was a very, very heart-wrenching thing for me. But I carry Al and all the things he taught me in my heart, as well as all the veterans. As I sit and listen to the veterans, the things that they tell me over the course of their lives just stick with me. They truly are the greatest generation. In Branson, I spend a lot of time with Korean War veterans, Vietnam veterans, as well as Iraq and Afghan veterans. And one thing that I have learned and what I do hope people take away from this film is that as the French treat the World War II veterans with respect and by listening to their stories and spending time with them, we here in America will see that as an example for the way that we treat all of our veterans. We are losing the World War II veterans very quickly, but the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Iraq, Afghanistan, they are all following in their footsteps. And it's just as important to listen and talk and remember with all of those veterans, not just the World War II veterans. So today, I also want to thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for following along on my journey, for writing letters of encouragement or putting notes on our social media. They mean so much. They keep us going. And we're super excited to see what's in the future. We're going to start making some changes and try to tie up our film in the next couple of months. And I can't wait to share those new exciting things with you as well. So I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.